Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Brothers of Discussion. We're going to have an exciting summer slamming, casual fan-ignoring, Roman Reigns-crushing episode for you. We're going to cover everything. It was man, it was a heck of a week. We're going to cover everything from the terrific <laughs> build to SummerSlam, uh, WWE's biggest party of the summer. Um, take a look at Cody Rhodes. I, don't, I guess I just say Rhodes. He, you know who we're talking about. Cody's take on AEW's targeted demographic, and um, we lost one of our legends uh, today, Mr. Harley Race. But Matt, before we dive into that, where can our beautiful faction and people brand new to the Brothers of Discussion, where can they find us? Well, they can find us at BOD Podcast, that's uh, for Twitter, and you can find us that way for Facebook. Go to brothersofdiscussion.com and bodpodcast.com to check out all of our archived episodes, get our takes on everything from uh, the past... 89 weeks, Mike, because this is episode 90. <laughs> Holy Woo! mackerel, we're 10 away from 100. We better have, like, hats and shirts by 100 because we're doing something we better wrong be, if we We ain't. better be famous by 100. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting there. Um, you know, don't forget to check out. The Brothers of Discussion uh, are going to be going into uh, different avenues. It'll be hockey starting the first week of October. Uh, what we've decided to do is some preview episodes that aren't necessarily what I found out from our, uh, <laughs> from the Hockey Podcast Network. From our mobile. Yeah, from uh, our mobile. Yeah, yeah. Th- those, those are not, uh, actual episodes that we're going to be releasing going up to October. So just consider those a mini-series of the Brothers of Discussion, uh, talking Red Wings hockey. So check that out on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, and uh, Spotify as well. And that's obviously everywhere you can find the Brothers of Discussion. Um, and, of course, uh, last but not least, I'm going to do this. Headliner.app has uh, been a wonderful experience working with them. They're actually delivering us free videos now. They're doing the hard work. Uh, so they're doing a wonderful job over there. I would uh, highly recommend checking out headliner.app and they'll this will probably pop up now in the next video they make uh for us but uh, <laughs> if you're following us on social media you've seen that video they they're they're trying to do great work for podcasts they want to make things easier for you uh so hopefully that'll be the hub of our of our podcast going forward uh we can jump up shitty old soundcloud all right moving on mike uh well actually that's a terrible transition uh because i should have gone more somber uh, we are saying goodbye to one of the greatest of all time, one of the strongest uh, men in regards to mic work, and then just being able to take a punch, Harley Race. Um, what, a, what a badass motherfucker who died. Yeah. Um, up there with the with the great, you know, just terrifying men in real life who I would would hesitate to meet and shake hands with in real life just because of what an intimidating man he was but uh, in the ring if if you're not privy to him uh, I, th- I think if they ever make a Harley Race movie there's nobody who should be cast outside of John C. Riley because they're <laughs> like total doppelgangers I'd yep. be surprised if they were ever in the same room at the same time because it's the same man so I hope John C. Riley's okay right now uh, <laughs> But Harley, 
you know, he's out there with all the greats. Um, he gets credit for um, like an NWA kind of kind of passing the bill to Ric Flair. Um, but he had you know feuds with Junkyard Dog, Hulk Hogan, Dusty Rhodes, Terry Funk. You know all the all the who's who of legends. He was right there, uh, rubbing elbows, uh, dropping knees, and um, what's fun is a lot of his his highlights um, are almost entirely, if they're not knee drops, they're pristine pile drivers. Um, and he was so <laughs> well. He was pretty. Uh, uh, he liked his own punches. He liked the fisticuffs. And there was a post by Matthew from uh, Botchamania today. I don't know if you caught that on Twitter, but. Uh, he said, I, "I'm, you know, I'm gonna hit a guy as hard as I can with my left. If he does not go down, I'm gonna walk around his body and see what's holding him up." So that <laughs> that was one of his famous famous quotes uh, from uh, his, his promos of, of years past. Uh, just just to kind of give you an idea of uh, how he felt about himself, you know, the confidence he had in himself, uh, and how badly he wanted to beat everyone else down. Just ah. Uh, it, and think, someone uh, we'd have, I'd have to admit too. Like I, I'm not a guy who grew up with him, but I was one that right. because of YouTube and you know what we can find out now from the network and conversations, and of course WWE is proud today to announce uh, <laughs> or to you know divulge this information and send us all over there uh, to the network afterwards. But you know that's that's how I got to know Harley Race. That's where you get like a new appreciation for you know how how a guy like that brings us to today's wrestling. So that, that's what it means to me, uh, if I was completely honest. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that are hurting out there, and we feel for you, because I've, I've, lo- I've had losses like that in the entertainment world that feel just yep. you know, as hard as, as some of you guys are feeling Harley Race today. So that's, that's who I'm, I'm reaching out to. That's who I, I'm, uh, I'm sending out my love uh, to everybody that, that did lose that person they grew up uh, watching, because uh, it, it's, it's tough to handle. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take long to see um, definitely kind of his, his, his trickle-down effect on all the people he's, you know, had an impact on as far as their, their moveset and the kind of the stronger, the strong style, um, you know, method of wrestling. And we're going to try and get a couple highlights up, but definitely before we'd, you know, wrestling had really perfected, like, the stunt table, man, it, if you get a chance to see him take the, the head-first head belly flop onto a table against Hulk Hogan. Oh my god. <laughs> like you're gonna just you you feel for Harley. Like that that did not feel good, but I mean he shook it off like a champ and, you know, still kept going through the match. So it was pretty <laughs> impressive stuff. Um he had he did not have his arms out. He was he was did not it looked like he was using his body to I don't know what to to eat the whole blow for I don't know what he was protecting because his face and his body took all the punishment. Um <laughs> I guess luckily his arms are okay because he got them totally out of the way. But um, anyway, yeah, thank you, Harley Race, for your contributions to um, you know a lot of people's wrestling memories. Um, one of the greats, and at least he got to live a longer life. You know, we've had a lot of these guys kind of go too soon, and at least he he got a little more time on Earth than we've been accustomed to seeing for our, our wrestling heroes. So at least there's that. Um, well, you did you did bring up one of his uh, his greater feuds with uh dusty dusty road dusty road uh, I, th- I think it's it's only fair that uh you make that connection there that whatever harley race was doing with dusty dusty's passing on to his kin and of course that would bring us to since we're in episode 90 let's go hard 
into AEW, Mike. Uh, we have, uh, unfortunately, it's it's hard to come up with a transition that that works out when <laughs> when you talk about losing someone as great as Harley Race. But um, you know, we are we are here to talk pro wrestling, so let's let's talk about this I debut mean, uh, show on TNT. I think it was a good segue. I, I definitely felt like you were a, a real weatherman on that one. Oh. You know, another loss to the country today. But we've got fair sunny clouds coming in tomorrow. <laughs> Um, we well, yeah, had kind of a, it kind of had to take a little bit of a leap here to get to AEW and, uh, shout out to Chris M and, uh, our other buddy, Chris B. They're going to be really psyched for this segment, but it oh, does yeah. still connect to WWE. I promise. Um, AEW basically announced that one of their debut matches is going to be Cody versus Sammy Guevara. Um, yep. Should I, we do, should we do it together? Are we yawning? Oh, I thought oh. we were doing a mouse fart. <laughs> or a mouse fart. Uh, yeah, collective mouse fart, I think, from uh, a lot of the people who aren't yet familiar with Sammy Guevara's work. Um, but, I mean, nobody really knew who Darby Allin was. And then, uh, you know, we got to see him kill his spine on the side of the ring. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if I don't, I don't know how deep we want to go into this, but I, I still get how a lot of people feel about this because there's nothing about this that's gonna bring <clears throat> someone who's not sure about aew like this isn't gonna have them watch the show um and i know we're gonna go deeper into like what cody is trying to do with this with the, with his brand um but i you you'd have to be honest like we're gonna we do a podcast about pro wrestling yeah of course we're gonna watch it right but I mean, there's not, there's nothing really there for for me when I read Cody versus anybody, but you know, Kenny I think Omega. All it does is get, bucks. <laughs> yeah, it just really gets Sammy's name, Sammy Guevara, um, you know, on the on the Twitter feeds for TNT, AEW, yeah. on wrestling websites. Um, I would be shocked if Sammy won. This just looks like an opportunity for Cody to help get his younger guys over. Um, you know, because if all we do is have Cody versus, you know, Kenny Omega or K- Cody versus, uh, you know, John Moxley, then, you know, we can only have those guys bump heads so many times, and then we've burned through it. So it looks like what Cody's trying to do is get this get this guy over. And I, um, I, I agree. You can't have those be a long feud, but I would... Why announce I'll... this so early? Well, that's a great point. The other thing would be, like, my point uh, that, I, that I'm struggling with with this announcement of this match, so it goes along with how early. Uh, this is the first episode, right? I right. mean, are, are we going to... Shouldn't we be teaching everybody what this is going forward? And, and yes, you don't want to do the WWE and, like, repeat, like, matches from the, your most recent pay-per-view or something like that, but I think it's okay to give them a little more than, um, you know, now we're looking at a, a six-on-six, or a three-on-three will be the, the main event, too. It's it's going to be Chris Jericho and two unnamed, uh, who's probably going to be LAX, and then that's gonna uh, they're going to be facing off with uh, the Elite, which will be Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Um, so, you know, some fun will be had there, but I, I, I think... I think my problem is that it's the first episode mixed with your point that this is way too early to announce a match that doesn't really move the needle for a big portion of the wrestling community. Right. Like, you're just... If they just said, you know, Cody Rhodes in action, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that would still say, all right, let me give this a shot. And then 
It's a lot uh, better than uh, reading John Moxley. Uh, he's gonna be there. He bought a ticket. Yeah, which is uh, the other announcement they had. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? What's going on here? Um, it, Cody, it seems, kind of reacted to people, um, you know, on social media commenting on, oh, oh, oh what a barn burner. Uh, Cody basically saying that not just with this booking decision, but kind of the philosophy of AEW going forward is he's saying, you know, we want to please our fan base, not the casual fan. Um, and obviously, off, off off the bat, you know, that's a dig at WWE because that's oftentimes, especially with SummerSlam right around the corner, um, what WWE is most concerned about is turning that casual fan into a subscriber. So that's why you're still seeing Undertaker. That's why you're seeing, you know, Brock Lesnar as the champion. Um, you know, kind of moves like that, showing you guys with familiarity, you know, running these raw reunions to death, uh, you know, getting these legends out there that we, we just saw, like, a couple months ago. So, like, the the tarnish is, is wearing off. Like, it's not a right. special event anymore. Um, but I think, I think ideally, I, I think you and I are kind of in tandem here that I don't know why we would put Sammy Guevara in there. Cause best case scenario is going to be that he has a long match. You know, that he doesn't lose in five minutes. I think that's best case scenario for him because it's, it's Cody's show. People are tuning in to watch Cody, right? Right. Um, but it feels like Cody is he's on the right track. Because so often when we see problems with WWE booking, it's because they're trying to just stretch as far as they can. And they have this fetish for these, you know, transcendent stars. So they try to, you know, back in the day, they'd get Mr. T. They'd get ex-football players. And now they're trying to gobble up, you know, UFC guys and gals, um, you know, to legitimize world wrestling entertainment that, see, we got real fighters on our show. Um, yeah. And if, Cody, if Cody's going to be that... Um, <laughs> the other side of the coin and be like listen that that's great but we are interested in people whose life like their life passion is professional wrestling at at the very least i think the thesis is is great and that that's something that i think you and i have talked about for weeks that we want wwe to adopt yeah i i just i'm gonna say this i, th I think what his idea is the way they're branding this and remember uh it's his wife who is the chief brand officer so um you know come on brandy you gotta <laughs> it's it's her job to define what aew is then they're gonna have that trickle down based off of booking i'm gonna say like how the matches are booked not the wrestlers that you put in it because cody saying what he says based off of a reaction of of the sammy announcement i don't know if those even really connect you know what i mean like we we want to please our fan base not the casual fan so that's why i book sammy no that those like I, that's that's another problem is that they're like I, and i've talked about this on multiple episodes where it's it's this um it's it's immature really and not not to say in like a like um like the kind of way that your your you know your girlfriend yells at you for being immature for playing video games uh, till three in the morning. <laughs> I I just mean these guys don't have a business education or a background. It's it's cute that they have a background in pro wrestling, 
but they're doing a lot more than just booking matches uh, from my from my point of view because they're spokespersons and people for this for this brand for this company. Um, right. It's just there's so many missteps uh, on on like the subtle aspects to how this business is being run, and you got to remember like this isn't going to continue unless people keep giving you money. And if you want to talk about big investors, if you want to talk about people that are buying tickets. If you want to talk about people that are going to be buying all out, you got you you've got to get them to believe in, in what's going on, and that that starts with defining you know what that brand is, and then going working backwards from from like okay, I'm going to have Sammy here. Uh, is this the decision that that's going to help people buy into this brand uh, when they tune into TNT on the first episode? I I don't. I think it's fine that he wants to do that. I don't think there's a connection between this Sammy match and Cody saying that we're pleasing our fan base, not the casual fan. Because um, they, they might just be telling us right now, Mike, that their fan base is a lot smaller than we would have expected. Because I considered myself their fan base. This, If it wasn't part of my, air quotes, job <laughs> doing this podcast, that would not get me to watch. So, right. hmm, well, what is, what is, you know, like, I got to learn who these people are. You know, you can't just give me the first episode of NXT and go, well, there's Sami Zayn and he's going to fight this other guy you've never heard of. No, you got to put him in the ring with Cesaro and have Sami Zayn show off kind of thing. And it, it's just, there's too much of this. We don't know who's, who's who, you know, to start. And I just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you, you. it feels like we'd really have to have a, a magnifying glass to figure out who Sammy is. He might be a wonderful wrestler. It's just, I, I don't know that. That do, It's just not a draw for me, so I... Right, and and, I, and we're talking, too, like, a, a before NXT was an episodic television show, they had, like, a pre-show to, like, say, here's who Sammy Zayn is, slash, here's who Sammy Guevara is, you know? Like that—that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the first episode on TNT. Yeah, it's um... there's there. I'm, I'm sort of talking out of both sides of my mouth because essentially Cesaro or Cody's playing the Cesaro role. Yeah, just, I mean you're—it's it's not the same it, show. At the very least, you know, Cody is. It, it kind of feels like they're booking. He well, they. I, I don't even know if we. I should be saying he is booking himself. Um, seemingly in that John Cena spot where he would go against, uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to say Rusev. Yeah. And they're saying, it's such a treat for you to be in the ring with, you know, the showrunner. It doesn't matter that you're going to lose. Um, and I mean, to some extent, it worked with somebody like, you know, Kevin Owens, who ultimately lost his feud with Cena, or like an AJ Styles who lost his feud with Cena. Mm -hmm. But... It's <laughs> we'll run the gamut right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it, it works to to mixed mixed uh, mixed results, obviously, because you know Rusev is is not a main event guy. Right. He's not even on TV anymore. So it's yep. No, I mean, those, I, I those get are it. Good points. I get it. It's uh, it's just it's a it's an odd thing to to advertise right now when. I don't think they've even really had the all-out card like super duper promoted, and we're getting shown, you know, a, a, an episodic teaser featuring somebody we've never heard of before who hasn't right. been featured prominently in a one-on-one -on -one match um, on AEW events. Uh, I, I honestly can't remember 
seeing that. No, so. and that's and 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 to have somebody turn around right now and go, well, he was in the WWE match. That's not the point. The point is, we sit here and talk wrestling week after week after week and give time to AEW, and we can't recall anything this guy has done. So I think what we want to be careful of is when Cody says we want to please our fan base, not the casual fan. I I think what I want to be careful of is I hope that it's the best possible definition of that phrase. Like, you know, we're looking out for guys who, you know, just love wrestling and not, hey, shut up about Sammy Guevara. That was a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, like a defensive uh, posturing by yeah, Cody. That's and, and that goes back to the immaturity side, too, of like, and again, not immaturity to the, the gut reaction, but just the fact that they're not aware enough to know how to handle that situation properly. If he is handling it, you know, in the negative context that you that you laid out there, um, and and you know, hopefully, again, to what you said, right? They're gonna live up to that in the best way possible. Uh, but we do so because of me. We are we are gonna run a really quick episode, so we probably do have to start talking about uh, WWE here, Mike. And, uh, and it's easy to do this week too. Oh, what a what a hell of a week of programming, Matt. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, we, we have quite a bit here. I know what my favorite part was. Um, do you want to pick one first, or should we just say it at the same time? I know what yours was. I'm not going to say it. All right. <laughs> uh, well, I was just going to say uh, I, I like the, uh, you know, trying to grease the wheels on this Lesnar and Rollins rematch. Right. Uh, Lesnar not just pummeling Rollins and putting him in an ambulance. Rollins was also pulled from the ambulance by Brock. So Brock put him in, Brock pulled him out, Brock beat him up again, and then put him back in the ambulance. I think that, uh, you know, Brock should have went the next step. Maybe drove Rollins to the, you know, hospital and then pulled yep. him out of the ambulance, beat him up, yeah, put him in was, a gurney, that was one and then beat tweets. him up again. One of my tweets was a, a real misstep to not have Brock also hijack that ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Drive it off a bridge. Who cares? Yep. Um... Uh, and not, and not, we're joking too. Like that, that was a great, that was a great segment. Um, and I, I love too the the uh, assistance from from DZ, who's who's still like wiggling his way into the main event conversation, even though he's not getting a title shot. Yeah, he's he's very very quietly. He's had a little tiny win streak. I I called it an undefeated streak because I <laughs> he technically did not. He, he didn't lose on Monday. <laughs> that, that's all. That's all he gets to look at there. And I think that's kind of the ceiling for Dolph. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad that he's undefeated, kind of. Yeah. Right. Um, Matt, what was your uh, what was the big? Because I honestly, I'm I'm like excited for SummerSlam. That's how good this week of TV was. What? Um, but what what uh, <laughs> what feud kind of turned up the heat a little bit? Made you want to tune in. Uh, into the eight-hour SummerSlam extravaganza. Obviously, we'd have to go back to the Dolph Ziggler conversation oh, and his undefeated streak this week. man. Because uh, he did get the win on apparently dun, a guy they think dun, less of than dun, Seth Rollins. Oh, no. No, no, no. Finn Balor and Dolph. No, you're way off. So the Fiend coming out to to attack Finn Balor, that was my favorite part of the week. I... So what I'm talking about was Finn gets distracted, then Dolph Ziggler gets the win. That's where that uh, whole undefeated streak uh, continued. 
but yeah. but that was god that was so great seeing the fiend make those those few steps and, and you're really getting to see too like that mask is fantastic uh the, yeah. the camera angles and the lighting the way they're doing this it looks freaking amazing on tv and i really hope this means he's going to be wrestling in that thing because i don't see a problem with it he's uh when he is going to the ring and he's beating somebody up it's not like it falls off like a Rey Mysterio mask. Nope. That thing is tightly secured. That was a, a shot. Um, <laughs> Sandrade pulled I, off that mask. Um, but yeah. That... I, hope, I hope so. I hope that when we're not seeing him, he's wrestling, you know, dark matches against, uh, I don't know, Dean Malenko or whoever's running the coaching. Because um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to break my heart if it comes ajar and, like, Bray's got to, huh, which way'd he go? And he's got to, like, fix the eye holes back over, you know? Or, like, if the mouth part gets stuck, so it's just pulling his whole face back, like, on his oh, nose. My, ah! my face! I can't breathe! <laughs> so there, there's definitely a positive and a negative to that to that mask being used uh, to that extent. But I, I'm, I'm still very hopeful. But I, I, I think everything that we, we saw just... We, you talk about giving the fans what they want. God damn, that was su- that's such a great way uh to give us more of the fiend and still only tease it and get us more excited for SummerSlam, which again is not being mean to your fan base it's getting them you know more excited for what this big introduction is going to be of the fiend um right just to kind of take a shot back at cody um <laughs> shot fired <laughs> um <laughs> but a great uh i think i'll keep rolling along here and just kind of throw out the next one i thought was great was uh orton and his uh i can't yeah i can't believe i'm excited for a randy orton match i I can't tell you the last time i was excited but that promo he delivered uh so it was it was a pre-recorded one and it came along with that with the video of kofi winning which again i think we can stop talking about like kofi won at wrestling yeah we know like the whole world knows it was on espn and it's still on espn like if it's right it's to that extent we don't need to keep reminding everybody but Randy is doing such a great job with that. And I think we're back to this um, this Randy who's not questioning, like, who he is anymore, you know, where he's going back and forth about being good and evil. This is just Randy, like, his character right now is defeat Kofi. That's And that's all he's ever needed to be is defeat the guy I'm, I'm fighting against and be, like, a badass about it. Um, and, of course, uh, running the brand of the RKO uh, over and over for the Randy Orton brand. But... I, I just I just sat there and watched it with a smile on my face and I went, Wow, this is this is Randy like actually excited for a for a you know, a feud, a promo again and I'm I'm gonna say definitely... like going uh, well just my last point will be with him being excited back to our formula a couple months ago, Mike yeah. Randy be excited and we'll talk about this next week because he's gonna be walking away giving Kofi his loss as a wwe champion all right uh you go he could be he could be the transition guy um i just think orton he's like the he's like the he's like wwe's sea biscuit where i i think you can you can <laughs> i would it would have been great if we just moved on he, he is all right go no, ahead no more need be said uh no i just mean that i, I think you can see biscuit when yeah i think you could see when he's like kind of disappointed in his booking and right i i think he legitimately likes kofi he respects kofi he's been you know wrestling kofi for like you know 10 years on and off in some capacity um 
So I think he's excited to actually be part of SummerSlam with Kofi Kingston. Like, this this feels like a, a deserving feud uh, for Orton. I think I, I think you can kind of see it in his body language. Um, he's putting a little extra oomph in his promos. He's he's got the he's got the sneer down really well. It doesn't look like he's Twitter? mailing it in. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> he's got his vacation pics with his his hot wife. Uh, he's he's having a great time right now. So I thought uh, what you were going to touch on, though, is oh. OC and New Day. Yeah. Damn, is this... Yeah, this is this week was really... Just, I mean, te- again, going back to giving the fans what they want. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. The New Day in a feud with another three-man team. A real team. faction. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to go champions versus champions is... Oh, my God. It, it just... I think right away we all started thinking it once once uh, uh, Anderson and Gallows had the tag titles that you go, hey, wait a minute, on the other side of the block, <laughs> you got yeah. the new day. Yeah. But what well, you love, think, like, yeah, what'd you love most about it? Oh, you know what's so funny is when that when they just when they clashed, I was like, oh my god, please please give me more of this, and I was I started watching all the greatest, you know, like. Um, you know, like the Shield versus Evolution, uh, Daniel Bryan and Undertaker and Kane fighting the Shield. You know, stuff like that. Um, where we had these wars, you know, of teams three on three, and it it definitely feels like WWE's kind of put that on the back burner. Yeah. Uh, they've it looks like they've been trying to be a little reactive to some of their competition, so they've been trying to feature more two on twos. Um, but three on three wars are are, are awesome. Um. Well, there's still plenty of those on, on AEW, well, I, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there are. And I, what I was hoping, like, I, I I haven't, these two thoughts for me, for wrestling, I I never thought I'd have them. Like, I'm excited to watch <laughs> Orton at SummerSlam. And the other one, I'm excited for Survivor Series. Ooh, because you think we're going to get multiple uh, juicy matches? Yeah, I mean, as far as... going to be as, included? Oh. See, I mean, like, we had, uh, we used to have Sanity and, like, Undisputed Era. Like, that was, you know, those were some pretty cool battles, too. Yeah. Um, so I just, it, it's, it's, I, it, like, it's so, I'm almost at a loss for words because I'm excited to see where is gonna go with this stuff. I think SummerSlam is definitely, um, at least for our taste, and probably if you're listening to this show, your taste as well, I don't think that our group, uh, you know, to kind of steal like Cody Rhodes phrasing, it's it's not for the casual fan. It's for people who really, really like wrestling. Um, and SummerSlam yeah. is is definitely wetting that on your palate. Um, as far as planting seeds for you know feuds in the future, and then you know for the immediate future, I, I'm I'm really excited to see what these guys do on SummerSlam, and then the night after to see how these teams uh, clash. Well, we gotta um, we gotta run through a couple other things because there were some there were some awesome moments still this week and some some uh, matches coming up at SummerSlam. But I, I think uh, first we should both take a crack at who crushed Roman. And I'll go first, and I might steal yours, so I have a second pick if this is if this is the one you were thinking. Mike, could it be Daniel Bryan? Is the guy who crushed Roman Reigns? Wow. Thinking outside the box. I like it. Where are you going? I, I just had a lot of boring, cliche choices. I didn't know if I was going to go with Braun Strowman. 
Bobby Lashley, <laughs> Samoa Joe. Uh, was it just an accident? Did or, they not know how to end the night? <laughs> uh, was it Authors of Pain getting back in the game? I, I don't know. If you uh, had to say your number one, though, just so that we can end the show. Well, I've seen a lot of <laughs> WWE. Yeah. And I'm going to say it was a roided out Shane McMahon. Woo! Who better to take the reins over Roman Reigns than Shane's McMahon's. Okay, that was... <laughs> nice turn of phrase there, Mike. I think that'll thank become you, a classic um, WWE zeitgeist. All right, so two other matches. Uh, one of them is official. We've got Charlotte... Charlotte. Oh, my God, I'm saying it like Becky. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte Flair uh, and <laughs> Trish Stratus are, are now official for SummerSlam, Mike. Um, do, does this do anything for you? Just a quick reaction. Uh, no. All right, same here. Matt, and Matt, uh, your thoughts? Uh, not excited even a little bit. Uh, not not the time to have you know Charlotte Flair and Trish go at it. I think I think the time has passed. Um, for that to be interesting. Speaking of another guy whose time has passed, Goldberg uh is rumored to be fighting Dolph Ziggler thanks no. to Meltzer. Uh, at SummerSlam, uh, of course he is, Mike, because have we heard a word of it on WWE programming? Nope. Uh, so, <laughs> Goldberg, uh, rumored to return at SummerSlam to beat Ziggler. I guess that does mean that Ziggler is going to go over The Miz easily, Ooh. or maybe The Miz is hurt. I don't know. Um, I, uh, chances of this actually happening, Mike, in your head, now that this might be, maybe this is the first time you're hearing it. Uh, for the sake of Ziggler, I hope not. Same. Yeah, that, that, that would be the end of Ziggler. And, unless, uh, unless what? yeah, the, the one way I could stomach it is if it was like, uh, I think it was a SummerSlam event when it was Hogan versus Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels just oversold the shit out of everything. I think that's the only way I can stomach Ziggler and Goldberg, if Ziggler I, cartoonishly oversells. I think that's what they're going to be doing um and and the last thing mike super bonerific uh, for me the oh, rock no. oh, calling no. out out of the entire wwe roster who's gonna be the next john cena or roman reigns or of course the rock himself who does he pick drew mcintyre mike wow couldn't have been more excited i i was mouthing it before i heard it come out of the rock's mouth uh or there's you were mouthing sli- drew mcintyre ma- wow mouth, yeah Wow, McIntyre. You little uh, groupie, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was mouthing him. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you were mouthing. Uh, so after Matt finished uh, mouthing Drew McIntyre, I know we got to run a, here. That's a thing. That's when you say the name and you make no sound. Uh, Drew McIntyre. All right. Uh, I know we're trying to wrap up here, Matt. Uh, I just wanted to take a, a quick uh skip in nxt whoa um uh all right one thing uh i can't pick there's two. Oh, do i do this one or that one i don't know uh no if you enjoy wrestling and I, I, especially because we lost harley race and you want to see some people who just absolutely know how to punish their opponent check out roderick strong and pete dunn on nxt oh my god uh they gave these guys 20 minutes we don't des- we're not worthy of these 20 minutes uh Roderick destroyed Pete Dunn's chest. Pete Dunn snapping phalanges left and right. 
uh, Velveteen Dream comes in at the end, gets his fingers broken. It's it's going to be a great takeover here in about uh, two weeks, a little less than two weeks. Uh, oh my God, it's next week, man. Yep. What what calendar am I looking at? Let me get this Gregorian over here. Yeah, so ninety one is going to be huge, huge. Um, and the other thing, Matt, just a weird, a weird little oh, wrinkle, boy. a weird little wrinkle. You ready? It's thirty minute podcast. Shayna. Basler came out and said, "My am stop beating up my friends in parking lots. This isn't street fighting. This is like sanctioned." Matt, hot tag is Shayna going face. Hmm. I mean, because the crowd still booed it, like they still booed Shayna because of Shayna. They still cheered my am because it's my am. But my, is this, my hot is take. This, reaction would have to be it could still go either way all right and i don't think i don't think it i don't think it is i think i think we've seen heels go to this length plead for you know maybe pleading innocence or or pleading for mercy um i I think shana still stays heel i think you're right i just think uh shana it it doesn't seem like she's she's growing roots in nxt so maybe they're just trying to they're just trying to, you know, freshen her up a little bit. Put a little fresh water on that plant. Nice. Right. Well, I think, uh, unfortunately, we're, we are out of time. Matt's got to run back to his responsibilities. Uh, I'm going to run to my responsibilities on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, very nice. Have fun. I, I might uh, grab my Switch, so then maybe my responsibilities will mix with yours. Uh, but thanks, everybody. This has been the shortest episode of the Brothers of Discussion. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and uh, SoundCloud, please subscribe, rate, and review so that we can get you guys uh, some more stuff. Uh, we want to sell some t-shirts and hats and give stuff away. We can't until we're actually ranked on Apple Podcasts. I mean, we could, but we don't see the point of it until we're ranked. So, <laughs> please, if you have the time, head on over, help us out, and go to bodpodcast.com and brothersdiscussion.com and subscribe to the blog so that you can get all the updates when the new episodes come out. Thank you for tuning in uh, on behalf of uh, my brother and myself, Mike, unless you want to go ahead and say goodbye. Uh, that's it for me. I'm Mike. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're coming. All right, see you guys.